another episode of The Big Question presented by Friends of Film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific related question. On this episode, we'll discuss who should be the next James Bond. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood. As always, joined by Josh Straley. Hello, everyone. Hello. Battling through a headache to get through this episode. I am... I have a headache. It's not like super combative mm-hmm. but i'm okay like okay. i'm going to be fine we're getting through it the amount of drugs i just took or the <laughs> amount of ibuprofen i just took beforehand should help yes I'm legal go. legal drugs mm-hmm. we don't right we're not illegally using over here nope don't um, come here because there's nothing bad yes. going on <laughs> just just a couple guys talking movies that's it and this week we're talking about james bond and the future and who should play james bond after daniel craig because even though he's currently bond he is only has one more movie left until he is said to be done for real this time um that will be bond 25 which comes out next uh year um, and it'll be his final one it's the 25th bond movie and after that somebody else has got to take over somebody else has to become james bond in order for the franchise to continue and this week those conversations of who should take over were reignited because mm-hmm. there was a rumor that Idris Elbow was already being eyed and talked about as the next replacement, but then Idris shot that down pretty quickly on Twitter saying, don't believe uh, the hype. So it doesn't look like Elba is lined up to be Bond in any way. And even Justin Kroll Variety has said they are like still working on getting Bond 25 ready. They're not even thinking about who's coming next. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we can't think ahead, look forward to the future of Bond, see who out there could possibly take on this role next? Yeah, baseless speculation is our specialty. Yeah, I here. think that's what we're best at. Or endless basic speculation. Endless baseless speculation. Yes. Sorry. That's our go to move. <laughs> yes, it is. So we will throw out a ton of names that could possibly play James Bond next, who we want to see personally, um, just to kind of give some background information on Bond as a franchise. There have been. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven people to play James Bond on the big screen so far. And the most that's ever been done is seven films by Sean Connery and Roger Moore. And then the oldest person to ever be cast as James Bond in their first appearance is David Niven in his one and only appearance at the age of 57. The youngest was Sean Connery, the original James Bond, but he was cast at 32 to be James Bond. Craig, meanwhile, was cast at 37, uh, Brosnan was 41, Dalton was 40, Roger Moore was 45, and Lazenby was 40 for his single appearance as well. So there's this notion that Elba, who is in his mid-40s, is too old because at best, let's say they give two years minimum between Bond 25 and whoever comes next for mm-hmm. Bond. We're looking at a 2021 release date for that movie. So we're not starting filming until 2020. So we got a couple years left until a whoever's going to play Bond next can kind of get involved. So with all that in mind, Josh, is there somebody when you think who could play James Bond after Daniel Craig, the first one that pops into your mind is Henry Golding, Ooh. who we just saw um, in Crazy Rich Asians earlier yes. this week. And I was, totally impressed by him like first of all didn't know he was british so like when he was speaking with like a british accent and i was like mm-hmm. whoa this guy is suave and then everything he did throughout the movie including like three or four shirtless scenes like mm-hmm. all right he's got the physical build and everything <laughs> for it for not only a leading man role but also you know that kind of um 
He's got a suave attitude to yeah. him the entire way. That's like that's that's his defining trait, I would mm-hmm. say. Super charming and could totally translate. I mean, we even get to see him in a tux. Yes. So like the the vision was all there for me. And then as soon as this topic came up, I was like, the dude can totally get it. Um, and or he, he could totally get the role yes. for it. I'm sure the other thing too. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he's he's my first pick. I would I, I I would love to see that. I I could get behind that for sure. I, or, well, he's my first. He's the first name. Who he's came the first name mind. when this was presented. Yes, or you suggested this question mm-hmm. that who could take over next? I I could get on board with this. He was definitely really good in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, very. Uh, new to the acting game because Crazy Jason is his very first role. Yeah. So we haven't seen him do any action sort of stuff yet. Uh, he's going to be in the My or a Simple Favor, the Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick movie that's mm-hmm. coming out later er, in September, I believe. Yep. So his credentials are going to start piling up. So maybe by the time you know Eon and MGM or just MGM starts thinking of who's going to be the next James Bond. He could have a portfolio and be enough of a star to be like, yes, you're the right kind of uh, place in your career to play Bond. Yeah. And I'd be on board. Perfect springboard. Because he was a BBC travel show Mm -hmm. host before this. So he's already got like, you know, the established roots in the city or the city, the country and everything Mm -hmm. like that. I think it would go great. Yeah, I could get on board with that. Uh, The first name that popped into my head is Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. such a big fan of his, Get Out, he was phenomenal. Uh, he looks like he's going to go a little dark, as we talked about in the main episode with the Widows trailer. So he's going to show a bit more of an edge, but also want to see Bond do something new as we get into our eighth James Bond. Like, just give us something different, whether that's um, by having a person of color play the role or have a female or just whatever it is. I think just Daniel Kaluuya can bring a different intensity to the role than anybody else has before. So I really want to see Kaluuya play James Bond next. Yeah. He's got Get Out under his belt, part of the Marvel family. He had built off that Black Panther buzz, and uh, maybe he's going to be in a sequel or something. I don't know. But he's got all these this building credentials, this building filmography. to be like, yeah, he is the right um, stage of his career where he's not a huge name yet. But he's he's well known enough, even from his uh, Black Mirror episode. Yes, I was going to say mm-hmm. where people are like, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I've seen him before, and then you see him as Bond, and then it's like, oh, but he is Bond, right? He is Bond now, and, and you, I want to see that. And you're leaving off like my first introduction to him, and my the, the the best director he's ever worked with. I mean, oh man, he's worked with Jordan Peele and Ryan Coogler already. But anyway, um, Sicario. Oh yeah, his dramatic chops are already well established. So he's in, he's he's got he's got some physicality to him mm-hmm. in the Sicario role specifically. We know he can handle the emotional weight. Yeah, that's perfect. He's on my list here. Um, he's a little bit further down, but yeah, he he is primed for his own franchise and audiences. Yeah, I think audiences are going to respond to him and he's ready to go. He's in prison in Black Panther, so probably. I mean, at least I hope he's in prison. Yeah, so, currently. Probably not going to break him out anytime soon. But well, I think Widows introduces him to a mainstream audience, and mm-hmm. MGM just says... Well, I mean, I think Black Panther or Get Out probably did that, too. That's true. <laughs> and um, Sicario was a pretty good at the box office. That's that's a great point. Anyway, yeah. Why would I say that over Black Panther? <laughs> Widows is probably going to be like one of those nice guy like movies where we're like, you guys that's phenomenal. slept on that's it. Yeah. Be, it's Steve McQueen, though. I hope, I hope that's not the case, it's but not, it's, it's possible, I guess. Here. So, uh, who's next? 
Okay, this was like my, my first. I'd love to see this guy as James Bond. Okay. pick outside of Henry Golding, um, Charlie Hunnam. Yes, came to my mind right away. Uh, the Sword in the Stone movie didn't work out. There's not going to be a King Arthur franchise coming anytime no. soon. Sorry, never, guy Ritchie. never. Um, unfortunate. However, Charlie's performance in that was epic. It was great. Mm-hmm. You haven't. I mean, but we shouldn't even talk about that movie before we talk about Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. and how incredibly well he does in that. I mean, the the entire arc is basically um, Daniel Craig's storyline from this James Bond, just transported to biker gangs, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways, um, downright to the ending of the series. And mm-hmm. won't spoil how that goes out, but phenomenal. And he's, you know, he fits the belt, British. Mm-hmm. He would, I think he's a, right in that age. I think yeah, he's like he 35. 38 okay. currently. So he'd be roughly 40. By the time he films the movie, mm-hmm. so he'd be one of the older ones, but he still he look he still looks pretty young. Yeah, right. And then you give him a decade; he's fifty by the time mm-hmm. he quits. Good to go. Yeah. And I, yeah. So he's he's I think he's the no brainer safe choice. I don't know if I'd go that far, just because I don't know. He doesn't have uh, maybe the the following that I think some other people would have. Who would be who could potentially be cast in this role? I think I think Hunnam is a very solid actor. I think I'm a big fan of his. But you know whether it is King Arthur or like Lost City of Z, that was his as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he hasn't really done any huge movies that succeeded uh, at the box office necessarily. So not that it's a requirement for Bond, but I think there's still proving ground for him, and maybe that could be Bond. Maybe that could. He, he goes in there and he establishes himself as this is my role now. Sure. And takes control of it. Speaking was Sean Connery or Daniel Craig anyone before they took over the Bond roles? Great question. Can't answer that. I can't answer that either. <laughs> I was just thinking about this. I'm like, do you do they does MGM usually want to make a star or do they just pluck someone who looks promising and is handsome and says, Go run around and shoot a gun? Well, I think kiss that person. I think yeah. <laughs> I think that's part of the question because it's like, well, is the actor selling it or is it the Bond name? The Bond name is definitely larger than whoever is playing the role because that's kind of the whole point of James Bond is that as long as your name's James Bond, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter who's playing him. You can yeah. pass the role down, whereas Indiana Jones so far is synonymous with Harrison Ford. And it's like, well, who's going to be the next Indy? It's like, well, the... Will they be like? Will they be Indiana Jones, or will they just be somebody else? And that's like the question of well, how do you continue that on? Whereas James Bond is very clear of it's just the, it's a mantle, it's a name that gets passed down through different people and different people, and you keep playing them. And I, I don't know. I feel like um, I think personally that it is a it's a role where maybe a lesser known is not necessarily better, but it's it's easier to pull off because it's it has that name recognition of James Bond. So you can get a Charlie Hunnam or a Daniel Kaluuya who may not be household names, but they're talented and they can get the job done. And then after one or two films, it's like, oh, now I know who these people are. That's a great point, for sure. And Daniel Craig, yeah, he was in a slew of other films before 2006. So they definitely picked somebody with a body of work, but definitely not rising stars. I would say. 
Yeah, I mean, and just for, since you asked about Connery, Connery is also in other things before he played Bond too. But uh, nothing, as far as I can see, that's like major. Okay, fair enough. So um, the next name, hmm, who do I want to mention next? Let's throw out Michael Fassbender. Get him in the conversation. It's James Bond. He's mm. uh, he's a popular choice for many. He's got the he's the anti. Uh, no-name guy. He is the star. He is the guy who's he's done X-Men. He is Magneto now. Like He's got enough name recognition where you can take his name, put it on Bond, and follow through and really get something of a built-in audience with him. So I think he'd be a good choice. I think he'd be a solid choice. Somebody that could come in, do the physicality, has the charm, has a little bit of uh, darkness to him if you want to go that way yeah and give us something a little different with bond so I, I would, i'd be cool with fastbender you look at fastbender and you say there's a story there mm-hmm. i mean just his face is interesting so it's him and adam driver have these faces where you're like hmm what have they done they've definitely like you know been a part of organized crime at one point in their <laughs> life or something like that i don't know there's a secret to him mm-hmm. and an enigma and yeah I, I agree with that um I don't like him as much as any of the other names we've said before. Okay, I would fair. definitely put him low on any list because he already is Magneto and he is the Android David who, you know, True. and really Scott's probably going to keep him tied up for, you know, five or six films. Through Alien? Quote, unquote. But yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's not happening. Not happening. <laughs> they're at Disney now. Who cares? They'll yeah, exactly. everything. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's losing his... Alien role, and he'll lose his Magneto role, probably. So oh, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> Poor dude. He needs something he new. Does. Maybe that's why he's a good choice for James Bond. Yeah, so he would be about 43 by the time this movie would hypothetically come out. Okay. So Fair enough. Yeah. All right. I, I dig that one. But I'll go with another well, well-established name who's hmm. popular in a lot of circles. Okay. Um, however, I don't think MGM will pick him because they have an anti-Scottish bias. And that's Ewan McGregor. What? Yeah. As Bond? As James Bond. I think he would nah. be perfect for it. He got a test run at the role once in this Alex Storm, Alex Cross movie. We're about like this kid CIA agent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex Ryder. Alex Ryder. Thank you. That movie's um, great. It's, it's probably not, but I remember liking it as a I, kid. Yeah, I don't know if it holds up, but it was got really Alex cool. Pettifer, who I'm a, I'm a fan of, and mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor, yeah. My babysitter brought it over once. Like, you'll like this. Then put it on, then went to go do something else. Um, but yeah, he stars briefly as a secret CIA agent. Thought he kills it in that mm-hmm. moment. But now he's had nothing to do. He's made a comeback with Christopher Robin, a very British role. I guess. Yeah, I mean. A modest comeback. A modest <laughs> comeback. We're still waiting in the wings about Star Wars. Probably not happening. Probably not. So why not make him the next James Bond? He's suave, he's entertaining, he's 41, 42, 43, he's in that range. He's yeah. old enough for the role. I say pull the trigger. I, I don't see it. You don't see I don't, it? I don't, I don't see the, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a charming guy, but I don't, I don't have, I don't, I wouldn't say he was, he was suave and has that James Bond uh, personality. I don't know, for whatever reason, I just can't pick, I mean, I, I can picture you McGregor in a suit and tie pulling that off but like i just that's not what i think it, who's going to be the next james bond it's not it's okay, not McGregor. Come on. that's nah. the next james bond right there no in a tux and everything no 
showing him Ewan McGregor from GQ, and he's just shaking his head. All right, I'm not. I'm not I can't. All right. I'm not. I'm not accepting it. <clears throat> You're a hater. Sorry. I, 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 I like Ewan McGregor, but just not in this role. What about this picture? I mean, that's a little more James Bond. All right. But I'll post these so everyone can see. <laughs> go, go see. Go check out Josh's Twitter handle and his Twitter accounts. So you guys can go see uh, pictures of Ewan McGregor in suits. That's why he should be the next James Bond. So I think this is my new phone screensaver. Oh, gosh. Um, How about you? What, who's next for you? Next up, who do I want to mention next? <laughs> How about let's go with an MCU guy. Ooh. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Oh, yeah. Okay. He is. He's a little older. Again, more of that darkness uh, where you can kind of take Bond in a variety of different directions mm-hmm. um, with him. But he also brings an intensity to him. He has the dramatic chops. He hasn't really done as much action stuff, but that's not – a, a mandate for Bond since he's more so just doing like foot chases and then like shootouts. So it's kind of easy to master or just have like a stunt guy do it if you really need to. So uh, I think Chiwetel would be a great fit. Uh, he would again bring diversity to the franchise to do something different in so in doing so. And uh, he's not he's not. It also finally gave him like his big role because Edgy Four is. Really talented guy. He's been in the MCU. He's been in other things. He's going to be in the Lion King remake. But I feel like he's still just like, oh, yeah, I've seen him before. He's not like a big name necessarily yeah. in in a, in a general sense, mm-hmm. I would say. So I would love to see him kind of get a franchise like this. He's been like a supporting actor in almost any movie that you're like, oh, that was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Like, in the, like The Martian. Yeah. Great in The Martian. You can... You don't know his name, but you're like, I've seen that guy in The Martian. <laughs> he was great. And that's the first movie that I can like actually put a face to. Uh-huh. I already knew who he was when I saw him. And he does a lot of great work in Doctor Strange. And he's been putting it around in, in a lot of other places. And this would mm-hmm. be a, yeah, that, I totally agree. That would be a great role. A great role for him to kind of step out into mm-hmm. the spotlight. Um, how about David Oleo? Or oh, oh, yellow. Oh, yellow. Thank you. He's dapper. I mean, yeah. The dude was Martin Luther King mm-hmm. Jr. Um, so he's clearly is Martin, got is that? <laughs> the confidence oh, okay, to that's play okay. James Bond. And then also, um, he's just been bouncing around in all sorts of roles. Mm-hmm. He got to be in um, Cloverfield Paradox yep. earlier this year. It didn't work out. Um, I think it was initially a different movie when he signed on. Yeah. So that was disappointing for him. And the Gringo movie is funny in a lot of ways. He makes it more so than everyone else around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bateman and Throne, I think. Yeah. Is that, is that Bateman? Or no, it's Edgerton. Edgerton, yeah. And so that movie kind of gets off into the weeds. Literally. Pun, pun intended, thank you. <laughs> um, and I would love to see him, you know step out there he would be a little bit of a softer bond yeah the hard edges would be you know sanded down a little Mm -hmm. bit but maybe we need a a james bond that we'd be more comfortable you know like hugging and you know or something like that (laughs) i don't know that's what i'm saying okay interesting i don't know that's definitely not where i would go with bond as somebody who was like oh i could i could give that guy a hug Mm -hmm. like i don't know i don't know if i want bond to be like a super sympathetic character or something but uh Yellow was, t- was super talented, so I'm not going to say no to him. So, uh, what about so you mentioned Cofield Paradox? His co-star Gugu Mbatha Raw. Oh yeah, and talk about someone who desperately needs a good role. Yeah, just kind of 
to, I would say, Mrs. Cloverfield Paradox and A Wrinkle in Time. Not that she was bad in either one, but the movies overall. Uh, uh, clearly, you didn't see um, Irreplaceable You either on Netflix. Or don't even know year. what that is. Oh, you're lucky. It's she is. You really check out a lot of the Netflix original movies. I, I go to watch them to write about them, and like two thirds of them, um, I like I just can't write. I just can't get over it because they're usually just so like hallmarky in a yeah. lot of ways. I was going to write about um, the potato peel literary society and that one just turned out to be <laughs> middle, uh, yeah whatever the case is um but yeah sh- i would say three for three on misses okay over oh three yes and would be perfect for that yeah I, I just feel like if they're gonna go a female route with jane bond or whatever you want to call her next mm-hmm. uh i feel like she'd be a good choice she's 35 currently so she can play the role for years to come um I just feel like she's got she's got the, the charisma. She can have the potential to do action stuff where she can... I think she could really nail it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, can I follow it up? I'll follow it up with a um, female pick as well. Okay. And this one, I think it was very obvious. It's Rebecca Ferguson as the next Jane Bond or whatever, however you go uh-huh. about that. Um, her mainly just because her roles in the Mission Impossible franchise yeah. in Rogue Nation and Fallout um, lend themselves beautifully to it, especially Rogue Nation, where she's undercover and switching up all sorts of, like, switching between accents and everything uh-huh. like that. You can never quite get, like, a really good um, focus on who she is. And I think she would be a kick butt for it. An easy transplant. Yes. I feel like it would be an easy transition for her. But I just, I'd rather her just like still be as the Faust. Just keep playing that character for years to come. <laughs> sure. And take over Mission Impossible franchise if like Tom can't do it anymore for whatever reason. Yeah, I think that's, that is logical. But at the same time, I don't see Tom giving things up anytime that's soon. That's fair. That's fair. We're just going like, to get her a spinoff or something, you know? Be all, be all on board for that. Yeah, yeah. but the spinoff could be this. Sure, I, I guess. And have... Mission Impossible take place in the same universe as James Bond. You can, in your mind, you pretend <laughs> oh, that's what okay, it is. Okay. And then you just say, oh, okay, this is actually Isla Faust. Undercover is Jane Bond. I would, and from there. I would love to see Daniel Craig and uh, Tom Cruise face off, though. That's for sure. Oh, that that'd, be, that'd be a great spy team-up or versus movie, I guess. That wouldn't be a fair fight. Sure. Daniel Craig would just take him down so oh, easily. Oh, oh, how dare you? How, Daniel Craig. How Disrespecting you? Ethan Hunt like that. Have you seen that man? I know you have because you just watched all the movies. Yes, but I mean, I come know. on. You can't just say it's an easy win for Daniel Craig's James Ooh, Bond. You know what? Daniel Craig is 5'10". Tom Cruise is 5'7". So it's not as bad as I thought, but still. No. Ethan Hunt. He's a, he's a brawler. He's got the determination. Daniel he, Craig would be like, eh, okay. I'm he fine. He doesn't win in a fist fight, though, in any of those movies, does he? Oh, but no, he, he wins in everything else. He takes down Diggory Scott, though, I guess, with a kick. Yeah, see? Who says it has to be a fist fight, you know? Uh, sweep All the right. leg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, after that tangent, All right. uh, let's throw out another Mission Impossible co-star, Henry Cavill. He's yes. a popular choice for many. Um, after Man from Uncle, he is basically playing mm-hmm. James Bond in that movie anyways. Yep. Just a little more charisma than I think Bond has, at least recently with Craig. So I'd be all on board for it if he's like 
not I mean he's obviously not gonna be the Robin Mission Impossible franchise anymore. If he maybe he leaves the Superman role behind or something, they let Supergirl take over in the DCU. Uh just let Cavill come play Bond. He's got enough star power where you could have the combination of the current or former Superman and James Bond, I think, really send uh, the James Bond franchise over the top even more so than it has been recently. Yeah, I totally agree. And like you said, Man from Uncle is that's basically his tryout for mm-hmm. it in a lot of ways. And then you just get Guy Ritchie to direct it, and it'd just be a really different, fun James Bond movie. It would be wild if like a, it was like Sodden. Guy Ritchie's basically British Steven Soderbergh, yeah, kind of. I think, kind of, or Sodenheim. Sodenheim's the play guy. Okay, anyway. Yeah, yeah I think it's Steven Soderbergh. Right. Yeah. I always mix those up, <laughs> even though I don't even try to. Um, okay, this is a British guy who... I hope so. Is, yes. <laughs> well, okay. This is a guy who's done his dues in some big franchises, some weirdly small movies, and just goes all out for the role every single time. It would almost be like a one-off movie take for him. Okay. Because of his age, he could maybe get two in, depending on how old he is. But... Christian Bale, how has he not been James Bond? He's been doing other stuff. Right, he's been Batman. He's been, he's been American James Bond. Yeah. Which is Batman. Yep. Probably not the same thing. That's kind of. Yeah. He goes rogue every movie. Batman yeah, lives outside the law. He's just got money and tech, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. I think Christian Bale could easily step in and do one or two movies. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's the... Uh, I mean, I really don't have a point other than he's Batman. <laughs> and he would be really cool to see him in that. Of course, he's got, a long, he's got a long way to go to get himself back to James Bond That's true. mode but after he, playing he can, he can change his body like no other. So. It is ridiculous. It really is. Um, I... Because then it could be directed by Christopher Nolan. Oh, yeah. There we go. If Nolan's doing it, it's going to be Hardy. And we, yeah, just, I mean, come on. Uh, anyways, Bale, I I, I don't want I don't want a stopgap as Bond. Like, you know, if after Craig, we get five minutes with Craig, I don't want to have a, a, one, a one-off of the next James Bond. Because then, like, what if that Bond's really good? I want to see, I want to see more of that Bond. Yeah. So I want somebody who's going to be around for the long haul. And that's probably not Christian Bale. So... Uh, I, right. I, would, I would say no. Not against his talent, just more of kind of what you're laying out of. He probably wouldn't do four or five movies. So I'm just going to say pass. <laughs> All right. Well. What about John Boyega? Is he too young? Absolutely not. Okay. Then, yeah. He's let's 26. Do it. Is he really? He'll be 28, 29 in our hypothetical timeline of when. Bond 26 is going to come out. I guess he was technically 22 when they started Star Wars, and that's like the age that he's sounds like about right. burned into my mind at at this point. So, <laughs> it just doesn't age? Yeah. Well, I know. I just think of him as like a young kid, uh, a guy in his mid-20s. Yeah, he is in his mid-20s. He's again, 26. I'm about to be in my mid-20s, I guess, <laughs> technically too. I would say you are in your – well, what, you're 23? Yes. So you're still – yeah, you're early 20s still. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he's in his mid-20s. He could be around. For, I mean, yeah, like you said, he could be around for the longest haul. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I mean, he's probably the most, he's got the most traction other than he's got, he's got all the charm, mm-hmm. all the charm you need as Bond. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would just love to see John Vega after Star Wars, you know, Finn, even if it makes that a nine, like, what are you going to do with Finn after that? 
you know, like unless like they do episode ten or something. Like, not a Finn fan? No, I am a Finn fan. Oh, I, mean, I mean, not as much a Finn fan after eight as I was going into eight, but uh, huh. Just because he was he was underused in eight, and I wanted to say I, wanted, I just want to see more of Finn. There's something so. to explore here in a Star Wars episode. <laughs> I don't we'll know about it. that, um, but I just think he is. He's got all the potential. He's got the charisma. He's got the star power. He's got the named recognition. He's got the the youth and the longevity to play the role for years to come. Bring something different to the role again, as I've said before. So yeah, make it happen. Totally agree. Love it. I'll just kind of strike that off my list. Okay. Who's I next on yours? Him in the Last Jedi, by the way. Anyway, um, he was he was great in it, but just wanted more. He completed his character arc. <laughs> Naomi Harris completed it, so it's over. I mean, you can go. He has no arc left. He has an arc left, but you could just. I mean, he came. It was he came full circle. Ryan Johnson completed his turn from being a part of the First Order to actually being a member of the resistance okay accepting picking up the yeah. mantle uh-huh. rather than just being in between uh-huh. like dj was okay naomi harris okay i think she would be excellent for this role um it's she has had these middling roles in a lot of films nothing truly great mm-hmm. i anytime i think of like her part of the Moonlight. caribbean Oh yeah, Moonlight is really. She got an Oscar nomination. No, I don't think so. I thought she did. I I I could be wrong about that. But anyways, your case for Naomi Harris. I'm focused on this Oscar thing. Oh okay. (laughs) Wow. So you because anyway anyway the point is the point being here is you just let Daniel Craig die, you keep the continuity because of course you know that she's Money Penny. Yes. James Bond movies. You let Daniel Craig die. And let her take over the role. Because I think that will be epic. She's already associated with it. Um, would you have some trouble selling audiences on it? Maybe, maybe not. Because it's not Bond anymore. It's Money Penny. But I can just think of like the cover art and the title and everything like yeah. that. And I think that would be pretty epic. I mean, I'd be all on board for a Money Penny spinoff. But... I don't know if you can make that transition from Money Penny to James Bond. Okay, that was my almost out there suggestion. And she was indeed nominated for an Oscar. She was okay. For good for her. I didn't remember that. And she probably will be nominated one for uh, her role in Rampage as well because that was you know a plus work. Stop. <laughs> she was good at it. it was a good movie. It was a fun movie. Anyways, how about? I don't know who to go with next. Uh, let's go with one that just like I have to mention it just because I have to. Tom Hiddleston? No, Tom but he is Holland. he is on my list. No, oh, no. Okay. Tom Holland. Tom Holland's way too young. Tom Holland in a decade, maybe. He's like twenty two, right? Yeah, you want a twenty four year old Bond? Three years younger than he's, John Boyega. He's gonna be he's gonna be Spider Man for the next thirty years. He's gonna be Nathan Drake. Like he's got his franchises, um, and maybe if. Chaos Walking goes well. We can get a franchise with him and Daisy Ridley too, so that'd be fun. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, because there's who knows what's going on with that movie. But Haley Atwell. Yeah, totally. She's got uh, the looks. She's got the charm. She's got the pedigree. 
She can mm-hmm. come in and just nail it. I was going to suggest Gemma Arterton as well, but she was already in a Bond movie as a Bond girl, and they killed her for like five minutes. And it was really uh, frustrating. But Haley Atwell, I think, could come in and get her role that she's been looking for, stop getting these undersold roles like in Christopher Robin, give her a leading role, and have her just like play up on the fact that she is insanely beautiful and just instead of like daniel craig and like all the other james bond like wooing their ways into room through the women like you just have Haley atwell just like being like anytime there's a problem to be like look at how good looking she is and bam problem solved and now yeah. she's in and then she goes and kicks the guy's butts it'd be like agent carter on the big screen and I, i'd be here for it hmm. i don't know if i'm down with the vision okay well i'm just i was just you know a hypothetical because if, if it lends itself to like drama it almost becomes like seductress type, like uh, Red Sparrow esque uh-huh. territory, and probably should avoid that. Well, in a little bit of ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not but saying go full seductress, but she there are needs those a elements. Great role, and I would think this is the perfect one for it. Yeah, I'm just saying there are those elements to Bond of the seducing and everything, and Haley Atwell can pull that off. The, 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 the Spectre. Thing just uh, it's such so weird. It's just the random like I need to go to the secret meeting, but I'm gonna sleep with you for and okay. Anyway, it's a trope of Bond. Just gotta throw I it know out there. It is. Have throw it out just, there. Sometimes it just doesn't lend itself to the script. That's true. I'm not. Yeah, and I'm, not, I'm not saying you have to do it. Oh no, no, every no. Problem. I'm just complaining about the movies yes, in general. Okay, now. fair, fair. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to drag your That's pitch okay. into this. I'm just making sure I'm not like just be like, hey, just get Haley Atwell because she's like hot and she could just seduce everybody. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I thought. <laughs> okay. Um, I just I was free form thinking at yes. that moment. Um, Tom Hiddleston. Yep. We threw his name was like being thrown around for Bond twenty five a lot. Yep. And I really liked it at the time. And now that um, Marvel seems <laughs> to be moving in a different direction, can I go ahead and say it? I mean, yeah. it's obvious Loki's I mean, dead. Come on. All right. If I you just, haven't seen Infinity War yet. I mean, I know there were people who were like, "Oh, I haven't seen Infinity War yet." What? Why have you not seen Infinity War yet? Come yeah, on. I was tweeting at them, <laughs> um, but I think he would be perfect for it. Yeah, he would be another one of these safe shift but different shifts mm-hmm. he would be a totally different bond a little more sensitive or at least in my mind i'm depicting a more sensitive bond but he's still handsome those blue eyes mm-hmm. i mean you're gonna get lost in them and <laughs> can't help it he's he's used to being around these big budget yep. things so you know he's gonna be um game for whatever they need him to do yeah i mean like you uh, he's on my he's on my list he's got that name recognition he's got the following of people love loki they Basically, I feel like the fans maybe are the ones that basically turned him into an anti-hero slash basically a hero by the end of his story because it's just like Hiddleston's so good, you can't we can't hate him, right? <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I'd love to see him as Bond. He'd be, I think he could bring everything you want. And if you want to see more of like his like darker kind of turns, check out the Night Manager, mm-hmm. which is a show he did for what was it AMC, a limited series, I think. Um, and he he was great in that. Or so F- I think it was FFX. Maybe one of those high drama. T- yeah, shows. I was like, I was like, I know it wasn't stars, it wasn't HBO, but it was something else. But um, some other ones I just want to kind of throw out here is that ha- we're kind of winding down here. Mm-hmm. Um, two females, I feel like, could just be easy choices, easy ones. You just throw them out there and you get them in. Uh, maybe it wouldn't be easy to, I guess, schedule them in possibly, but no brainer picks. Emily Blunt and Claire Foy. Yep. Uh, Emily Blunt, 
high off a, off uh, a quiet play. She's basically she's playing Mary Poppins in the Mary Poppins Returns. So she is her uh, star power is just continuing to rise. She's gonna be in Jungle Cruise next year too. And if my wish comes true, she'll be Invisible Woman in Fantastic Four opposite of her real life husband John Krasinski. But maybe she needs a franchise of her own, and you get her to play. Uh, James Bond or Jane Bond, I guess, and uh, give it to her or Claire Foy if, you know, Girl in the Spiders or Girl in the Spiders Web or whatever that movie's called. Yes. If that one goes really well, but maybe it doesn't do financially well and they can't do a sequel, but she's still like great on the big screen and First Man's big for her too, and now she's down with the, down with the crown. Just move her on up and take her on to Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the crown, I don't know why I didn't bring her up. When Vanessa our, Kirby. Yeah. Vanessa Ooh. Kirby. Excellent. In fallout. I'd be um, down for that. She would be perfect for that. This just came to my head though. Um, this one's going to take some, they're basically British approach. Okay. This is my Elizabeth Debicki would be perfect. What do you mean? She's basically British. I think she's technically Australian. Oh but, yeah. I mean, it's a British. It was a British colony. What? So now you got to throw out Hugh Jackman? Is that no, your next no, one? No, 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 no. That, that's another popular choice. Really? Or he was he turned down the role, or he was offered the role? I don't no remember. No way. Okay, that makes. I mean, that means you can offer it once to somebody. And this is my one Australian <laughs> okay. person that I'm pitching, Elizabeth Debicki. Okay. And who's the other one? That's it. Oh, I thought you said there were two. Oh, Australians. I just thought you, were, you said there were two kind of British. But not really options. Oh no, this is just oh, my one. Okay, yeah, that reminds me. I think then. it'd be perfect for Elizabeth Debicki. She's had middling roles. I think the first movie I ever saw her in was The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. We all know who how Baz Luthorman's um, ill-fated revival of that went. Uh, the Man from Uncle, where she stars alongside Henry Cavill, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. You get to see her. We're not going to talk about Cloverfield Paradox. So she's an A plus talent who's going to be in a ton of things. Mm-hmm. Come end of this year and next year so people are going to be ready to see her on screen yeah um i've got i don't know how i want to group these together i've got four names left okay um i'll i'll, I'll just go one by one i guess okay. or yeah so one sam claflin i he, don't even know who that guy is hunger games adrift uh finnick finnick yeah 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 okay yeah Oh, he, he's he's got he's got sure. all the charm, the suaveness that you need to play Bond. He's also only thirty two currently, so he's right in that great age range where you can get him, have him play the character for four, five, six films, have him be around for a long time. Um, and he's also that guy where it's like, oh yeah, I've seen him before. It's like I say his name, Sam Crawford, like who? But then you say, oh, he was Finnick, and oh yeah, him, I like him. Um, but then he be he become James Bond, and you all know who Sam Claflin is then. The other one I want to mention, which could possibly bring the Bond 25 director rumors full circle, Jack O'Connell, who starred in 71, the first movie by Jan Demange, who was previously linked as a contender to direct Bond 25 prior to Danny Boyle coming on. You get get O'Connell and uh, uh, Demange to Mm -hmm. come on board and reboot it together and give this young, different take on Bond. He's only 28 currently, so he'd also be around for the long haul and give us uh, some, give us some, I think, a different take. Yes, totally agree. But I can't believe you would throw out Jack McConnell's name and then say, no, thank you, Ian McGregor. I love the pick, though. How are they the same? Eh, they both have that Scottish accent, I think. 
Okay, I wasn't. I'm not. I wasn't saying no to you because he's Scottish. It's like it's no anti-Scottish thing. I think it's easier to see Ewan than Jack. I'm going for the long play. But all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Ewan uh, will be around for I, two years. I dig him. He was great in Money Monster. It's the only movie I've seen him in. But oh, that movie was not great. Yeah, no, it went off the rails. But he 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 was doing his best. He was, he was very good in it. But unfortunately, um, that script. Yes. Anyways. I think we reviewed that way, 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 way mm-hmm. back, like episode six or something. So if you want to listen to a really yeah. rough season one episode of Friends Film, you can go check out that review. Uh, do you have any other suggestions? I do have one more. Okay. And it just brings us back to Bond 25 rumors and Christopher Nolan, and it's Tom Hardy. I had to throw he it out is, there. He is the quintessential British action hero. I mean, he just does. I mean, he hasn't done British films a lot, but mm-hmm. he's everywhere. And we still don't have one thing for him to be like, that's Tom Hardy. When you say Tom Hardy, people think Bane. They think, they'll start to think Venom. Yep. Um, but other than that, you have nothing to put Tom Hardy with. He just He's just stock, handsome British action hero. Mm-hmm. Frequent collaborator with Christopher Nolan. Yeah. And that's it. I would love to see him as Bond because he's he's got a rough charm to him and he's mm-hmm super talented yeah. he's willing to try anything his brooklyn accent and venom <laughs> you know exhibit a so um yeah he he was who would have liked to see okay i i could be on board for hardy i just think he's one of those guys that's been thrown out there so much that i don't know if i've become cold to the idea of him just because it's like i just i feel like i see him in enough things that i don't know if i need him as bond too but uh i also want to throw out luke evans the guy who i think is super talented, but again, doesn't have his own kind of thing. I'm not, this isn't like a huge push for me. It's just like, Hey, I like Luke Evans. He could, he could pull off the, the handsome, charming agent, uh, that bond is supposed to be. And the last one I want to mention as kind of, uh, not necessarily a dark horse pick. Cause I think other people I've named are more, uh, out of left field than this guy, mm-hmm. but Dan Stevens star of Legion, uh, star of beauty and the beast as well and i think he just like has he is one of those guys it's like he's just got it whatever he's doing he's great at and i think that dan stevens could just come in do something really fun you get noah holly to like come in and direct bond and have it be super different super crazy um very different version and just like have him like bring an intensity. Uh, he's got the looks. He's got the charm. He's just got, I think, everything you could need from Bond and still be that kind of lower tier pick where it's like, oh, yeah, I've seen him before. But then after Bond, you're like, oh, this guy. And he becomes just like a huge star. Yeah, I'm looking at him in a tux here and I totally buy it. Yeah. Those blue eyes, man. <laughs> Get yes, lost in them I, again. They're like a different shade than Craig's too. So it'd yeah. be like the same, but a little bit different. Yeah, he's like the lost, he's like a half brother or something. Yeah. And <laughs> he's got, he's got, he's got better hair too. Obviously. Oh yeah. Bald. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I like this. Um, Dan Steven. Yeah. He doesn't have a thing that's his own, but he's definitely charming. Um, he plays like a knight in Knight of the Museum 3. Sure. Like it's, it's, a, it's a random role. I know. But I would. I'd totally get behind that. Okay. Yeah. It, it would have. Yeah. He, he's almost like he's not gruff enough as the other bonds that we've had. I think you could get pretty gruff. So if you, yeah, he needs to grow. Well, the thing is, Daniel Craig is the roughest mm-hmm. 
sandiest bond we've ever had. At least the last two yeah. that I know anyway, rather than smooth. So it's weird seeing anyone who just like, you know, resembles like Sean Connery and mm-hmm. his first take on the on the guy. And then you're like, Oh, that no, there's no way that he fits the he fits the bell. So but no, I can see this. This would be good. All right. So those are our I don't know, roughly twenty five suggestions probably for Bond. I think I did uh, I think I did thirty I think it's thirty. Okay. Thirty <laughs> suggestions for Bond then. Whatever it is, there's a lot of people who could possibly play the role of James Bond. We just gotta throw them all out there just like we did with who could direct Mission Possible Seven, just so whoever takes over, there's a decent chance that we called out their name and we can say we were right on Friends of Film years ago. So uh let us know who you guys think should take over for James Bond, whether it is Idris Elba, you wanna keep uh fanning those flames and try to make it happen. Good on you. Um, or if you have any of the names we like, tell us who you like. Or if it's somebody we didn't mention, maybe there's some dark horse choice or an obvious choice that we just totally overlooked. Um, that's possible. So let us know who you guys think should be James Bond after Daniel Craig is done. If you enjoy this episode, though, please subscribe. Share, retweet, and more. Plus, our iTunes give us a five-star review. And if you do that currently, you will be entered into our super-duper gauntlet giveaway, which will give you a digital code for Deadpool 2 and Avengers Infinity War if you are selected as the winner. And as the time you guys are hearing this episode, there will you the winner will be announced in two days. So there's only a limited amount of time before you guys will time will run out. The snap will happen mm-hmm. and you'll find out whether you were dusted or if you're the one lucky survivor yeah. who won the super duper gauntlet giveaway. So make sure you get ahead of your competition yeah. and leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, you get five Yes, five whole entries if you go and leave us a review on iTunes. It's a, it's a pretty big get if you do that. It really, really help you out more than just retweeting a couple of tweets, but those also help you out as well. So just do it all. get all, Go all in. Try to win this giveaway because it's pretty cool. Um, but in the meantime, be sure to touch your thoughts over the covered by tweeting us at Friends of Film. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Movie Cooper and Cooper for Hoops. And you can get at me and Josh at just Joshua Ryan. Thanks again for tuning in to the Friends of Film podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.